just heard a cut there that that really bothers me that I just heard from David Stern's new baseball uh, president of baseball operations for the Mets in his first offseason. The idea that the New York Mets and Steve Cohen, the richest owner in baseball, who's a pro- who's worth approximately $13 billion, who's going to build up that uh, that site in Flushing, build it up nice, hotels, casinos, a guy who money is no object in the biggest market in the world who has changed who they are from the Wilpons and previous ownership. The idea that a president of baseball operations would tell you that there is a, quote-unquote, a lot of different ways to describe success. No, there isn't. There is not. There's one way to describe success. You want to be, you if the Met fans, if you guys think that you have now entered the realm of the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox for a time, although they're doing things a little bit differently. If you want to be one of the big boys, one of the big payroll guys, one of the richer teams in baseball, as you should be, and as you've been acting for the most part over the last couple of years with giving out big-time contracts, and I understand it hasn't brought you championships, nor has it brought championships to the New York Yankees, and I threw them in the mix. But they spend money, and they run their team a different way. And if you want to be one of those teams that win every year, you want to be one of those teams that are in the playoffs every year, competing for a championship every year, there's one measure of success. There's one. There's not a lot. There's not many different. There's not several. There is no there's only there is not, you know, multiple ways to describe success for the New York Mets. There is one way, and it's winning. That's it. It's nice to, you know, build up a farm system. It's nice to have great talent. It's nice to be well run. It's nice to have nothing but players that the fans can get behind. It's nice to sell jerseys. It's nice to sell tickets. It's nice to have casinos and restaurants and different things you could do around the ballpark as opposed to look for a muffler or a side mirror. I, I get it. I get it. Those things are nice. But if you're looking for success, it's found in the postseason, and it's found in the World Series. Same measure for the Yankees, and that's why Yankee fan after Yankee fan and the owner will tell you the Yankees have been unsuccessful since 2009. Now, do they hold on to people like Brian Cashman who have been unsuccessful since 2009? Yeah, they'll still, they won't fire anybody. If you want heads to roll at every turn, no one's suggesting that. But you cannot do an interview right as the season's about to start and tell me and tell your fan base while trying to couch it by then saying, but we expect to have a competitive team this year. You cannot tell your fan base that there are many ways to judge success. And at the end of the year, if we are not a playoff team, if we are not a team competing for a championship, if we have a losing season, There'll be other things to turn to, Met fans. Don't you worry. There are other measures of success. We can look at many different things. How have we built up our farm system? How many prospects do we have? How do the young players perform? Come on, Chris. There's many levels. There's many different ways to describe success. 
And we'll see where we are at the end of the year, and I'll lie to you and point out a myriad of different ways where I think we were successful. That is a bunch of horse manure. That is verbal garbage. There is one way to judge success when you're the New York Yankees. There is one way to judge success when you are the New York Mets. And again, I do not mean that if they do not reach that level of success year one of, of of David Stearns or do not reach the World Series championship in a couple of years or whatever the case may be, that heads need to roll. But that's the measure of the ultimate success is winning. And not even necessarily winning the World Series, but winning and being a team that starts every single year with the objective and the opportunity and the expectation of winning a World Series. And right now, that's not what the Mets are. And as Jorge Soler, a former World Series MVP, he's led the league in home runs before. He had a good year last year. He was an all-star. As they has now signed a three-year deal with the Giants, we don't know what the numbers are just yet. It's literally happening as we speak. The Mets are yet to sign a competent veteran bat that they desperately need if they want to even come closer, give themselves a chance to have success this year. And that is frustrating to me. And I'm not even a freaking Met fan. That's frustrating to me. And I don't like the idea that the baseball president of baseball operations is going to tell you, hey, There's different ways to measure success. You know who says that? Losers. Losers say that. That's what losers say. Losers say, well, you know, oh, sure, the record's what it is, but there are many ways to measure success. That's what losers say. That's what losers say. Now, listen, anything's possible in the world of today. They might add at the deadline. There's a lot of playoff teams. I'm not even saying they cannot, absolutely no way in hell will this team find a level of of success. But they're already couching it for you. And I don't like the mindset of the new baseball, the new president of baseball operations telling you there's many different ways to measure success because there isn't. Not when you want heavy lies the crown, my friends. And if you want to jump in and consider yourself in the same ballpark, which you haven't for years with the Wilpons, of the Los Angeles Dodgers, of the New York Yankees, of the teams that spend, and of the big boys who won't, you know, trade away their own superstars to save a buck, then there's only one judging, there's only one way to judge success. There's not many, there's one. So... Over his tenure, I'm sure he's going to admit that that level of success has to be matched. Right now, he doesn't seem to care. Right now, this year, this particular season, there are many ways to have success. And I can only hope that in the future that will turn to one, because that's what the answer is. There's one way to have success, and there's one way to judge it, and it's winning baseball games. And that includes, for me, Pete Alonso. So now that I've ripped him a little bit, and I'm, uh, I ripped off, I ripped that comment, let me tell you some of the good stuff here, or at least the stuff I don't have a problem with, and the stuff I deem the way they should be handling business. And not giving Pete, extend, Pete Alonso an extension is good business. And I'll tell you why. And I have told you why, but as you heard again in this interview, where he pretty much tells you flat out, a couple weeks ago he spoke and he made it pretty clear that, you know, they want him, but we have to see, I don't know. Now he's pretty much told you, look, he's a Boris client, He's going to want to make a lot of money. He's gotten this close to free agency. We're not going to sign him until free agency. 
and Evan's going to have a Evan's going to be able look like he's going to be able to perform in a ZZ Top cover band by the time that Pete Alonso signs a contract with the New York Mets. That's what you're in store for uh, an entire year of waiting for Pete Alonso and and watching him and hoping he wants to stay and asking those questions all year long. And then if you get off to bad starts, wondering what they would do come trade deadline, if they are not in the mix for a postseason appearance, what they will do at the trade deadline for Pete Alonso. That'll be a talking point all season long. But here's why I have no problem with this prospect and why I had no problem with the way the Yankees handled Judge and why I don't mind not giving superstars extensions when they are this close to the free agency. And now, I don't know if you want to call Pete Alonso a superstar, but he's a star. He's one of the, he's the premier, even more than Judge, if, if you want to just consider health and how many games he plays. He plays 150 games a year. He hits 40 home runs a year. He drives in 100 RBIs a year. That is That does not grow on trees. He is a terrific Major League Baseball player. He's turned himself into a pretty damn good first baseman. To the very least, he won't hurt you there. He's a solid guy there. And ultimately, he could be the face of your franchise and the best position player to ever put on your uniform. And so for me, he has to be a lifelong Met. Now, giving him an extension now or giving him an extension last year or you know, not allowing him to hit free agency does at least guarantee you the part of him wearing the uniform forever. But here's my point. When you are Steve Cohen, and this is where people get it wrong, because people go, well, why not extend him? Steve, I was listening to the morning show. I think they have this whole thing wrong. I was listening to the morning show. I was listening to Jerry, and I was listening to, to Gio uh, last week talk about this Pete Alonso situation and say, hey, why don't if they wanted him, why don't they, resign, why don't they give him an extension? I mean, it, money's not an option. Steve Cohen has all the money in the world. Why not extend him? You're missing, you're not, if you, if that's your point, you're misreading what money does. Money gives you the affordability to not have to extend it. That's what money does. Money allows you to play this thing out, and playing this thing out is exactly what you should do. Because if you watch the judge situation, watch exactly how that went down. Now, Brian Cashman ended up giving out the numbers at the end of the, the, the beginning of the year, which pissed him off a little bit, but ultimately, he re-signed, and what did he do? He had a chip on his shoulder that he didn't get the contract he wanted and had the best year of his career. And if they're going to want to win this year, if they are going to have a measure of success, or at least what I deem a measure of success, Pete Alonso is going to have to have a pretty freaking good year. So I have no problem with giving Pete incentive. I don't think there's anything wrong with giving players incentive. Put it out there. Play great and we're going to have to pay you more. Play great, hit free agency, make yourself wanted, make yourself desirable to every other team in baseball, and we're going to have to pay you more. And that's where the money comes in. Because if you can offer $325 million to a pitcher who's never thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball to keep up with the Joneses of the New York, of the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Yankees, well, then you can pay your all star first baseman and best home run hitter in Major League Baseball, whatever it takes to keep up with the Joneses, whoever they may be, in this coming offseason. You play this out. You incentivize him to have a monster season. If he does, you pay him. If he gets hurt, knock on wood, last thing I'm rooting for, if he gets hurt, if he doesn't perform, if he has a down year, now you signed him, now you signed him on cheap money. Here's the point. Information is king. 
And whatever you might think you already know about Pete Alonso, whatever I might already know and I think about Pete Alonso, getting another year of information and watching Pete Alonso play under your new baseball uh, president of baseball operations. One day I'll just say president before baseball. I'm not sure when, but eventually I will not say baseball the first word when I describe him. President of baseball operations, David Stearns, a year under new manager, a, a year under this new Met regime, see how it goes, incentivize him to have a monster year, and then because you're Steve Cohen and the richest man in baseball, you will pay him. You will let him test the market. You will find out what that market brings him. He might find out it's less than he even thinks. And then you will sign him. That's what the Yankees do. For the most part, that's what the Dodgers do. You do not have to run this like the Atlanta Braves and take shots. You do not have to run this like the Tampa Bay Rays, and sign their shortstop to a long-term deal because they don't know if they can afford him later. You do not You do not have to run this like other franchises who can't afford the big money, like the Kansas City Royals who want to give you know, um, their star shortstop, Bobby Witt Jr., a long-term deal because they don't know if they'll be able to sign him in free agency. That is not you anymore. The New York Mets are the richest franchise in baseball. They have the richest owner in baseball. If he wants someone, he can go get someone. There is no reason to extend Pete Alonso. It would not be smart. Play this year out. Let him incentivize him to have a monster year, carry you to the postseason, and then give him his money. That's how the Mets should handle it, the same way the Yankees should. Do you like the idea that there might be a you know an arson judge type tweet where you're scared he's going to the Chicago Cubs or you're scared he's going... You know, somewhere else, San Francisco Giants, you're scared he's going to the Seattle Mariners, you're scared he's going somewhere else. Yeah, there may be a day or two of that. But I promise you, much like your star pitcher, much like the face of your franchise, Jacob deGrom, if he leaves, it's because the owner wanted him to leave. Plain and simple. So for me, this is easy. This discussion is over. Pete Alonso is not getting an extension. He's playing out the year. He's hitting free agency. And you've just put the biggest chip on his shoulder and put out and dangled the biggest carrot of a contract. And hopefully you get the best year out of Pete Alonso. And if you don't, you saved yourself money. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. You don't sign him. Let him have that big year, and then you pay him. What are you worried about saving a couple bucks if you get him on a better contract now? I know you want him in the uniform. He doesn't want to leave, and your owner is the richest man in sports. If they don't sign him, it's because they don't want him. Plain and simple. And they're not going to give him an extension now if they don't want him. So you might find out how they view him. But this is exact. I think this, uh, they should sign, they should have signed Soler. They should now look to J.D. Martinez. They should bring in another bat to this team to give this offense a little bit more punch to try and get over the hump and be a playoff team this year. That's what they should do. But I have, and I'm, I'm vexed. I'm completely vexed. And how they've handled this offseason, how they've treated 2024. Completely vexed. But they've handled the Pete Alonso thing completely correctly. Let him play. Let him hit 50 home runs. Let him ask for $250 million. And if someone's willing to give him 250 then you have to give him 250 And you know what? Your owner can afford it. 877-337-6666. All right, Matt fans, you tell me. You tell me. Are you comfortable letting Pete Alonso is not going to be uh, 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 signed to a contract this year? That's okay. You have to sign him though. 
You have to sign him. He's too good not to be here. You have you do, uh, you do not have the richest owner in baseball and allow your best players to walk. Nope. I also don't think you punt on seasons, but they've done that. Are they willing to let him go? They let Jacob Degrom go. Turned out to be the right move, right? Can't argue it now. I argued it then. Can't argue it now. Turned out to be the right move. Will they make the right move with Pete Alonso? 